Hello, and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. The fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. And I'm being shouted at by the Los Yetis, so I'll turn them down. <laughs> and I'm joined, you had a preview with a giggle, from yeah, Nikki. Indeed, I couldn't, I couldn't keep myself secret for too long. All right, Nikki. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Hello. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. It's been a couple months. I took I the summer off. Yeah. I know. Well, the podcast had a four-week break while we fixed things, you know, but we're back. You know, during the, during the slow season, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> did you have a nice, quiet summer? Oh, yes. Yes. We, we always joke about the, the slow season that never quite ends up being slow. It's, well, the thing is, because it's going to be slow, we fill it with stuff, mm-hmm. but it isn't slow. Yes. And then we have a busy season. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We're uh, in now the quiet of the fall when, when it's busy. And uh, we're looking at Second Peter. We just have three verses of Second Peter today. So we might also look at the gospel reading from Matthew if we have time. But uh, maybe, Nikki, would you mind just reading? Uh, I do not mind. 2 Peter 2, 1, 2, 3. <laughs> Sorry, as a numbers person, that <laughs> yeah, that's right. two Peter two one two three. <laughs> he, talks, he talks. He talks in math. He buzzes like a fridge. Indeed. It's a Radiohead lyric. Okay. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Master who brought them, who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from, not, from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Uh, it's interesting. It is a financial passage, because he says bought. and uh, Which I, I clubbed. Th- <laughs> I, well, no, because I thought it was brought mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and then... Notice that it is bought, uh, meaning purchased. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, one of those slave redeem kind of words where, like, you know, a, a slave was, was paid off mm-hmm. and, and, and purchased for freedom. So it's really, really kind of Christ language about, about the price that he paid in order to set us free. So mm-hmm. I, I think it is legitimately still part of your job to talk about this. <laughs> Buying, selling, trading, In and out. values, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the value. So the value that we have, right, as, as um, believers is, is demonstrated by the price that, that, cost, that God paid for us, which is just awesome. So, all right, uh, this is uh, probably a side point. So we're, in, we're looking at these false prophets, false teachers, and um, I, I reckon that Peter, we didn't really get into this last week, couldn't do... But he was talking about how, um, well, like in verse 16, he says, we did not follow cleverly devised myths. So we're not making this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually it was revealed to us. And then he sort of finishes by saying, you can trust your Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and so good leaders are going to use a Bible and they're going to they're gonna just keep teaching what it says. But he says then, false prophets arose among you and there'll be false teachers False prophets, false teachers. So people are going to tell you kind of things, you know, telling a false future, people telling a false truth, um, and they're secret and they destroy. Yeah, it's interesting to me that, you know, secretly bringing in destructive heresies mm. 
and then later you will follow them with their sensuality. So it's this, you know, charismatic. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems very enticing, and you're not aware. Like it's not so obviously false. It probably sounds clever. Mm. Yeah, it probably sounds legit. I mean, how, I'm sure you run into this all the time with people about the, you know, well, just like the Bible says, God helps those who help themselves oh, yeah. and all of these things where it's, it's like in there nowhere. Somewhere. It's the good book says. It's like, no, no, that's terrible. That's not. Yeah, that's the opposite. Of, mm -hmm. that's, that's a heresy. That's, a, that's called Pelagianism. It's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, or semi-Pelagianism. Like God helps you for sure. Yeah, he's great. But you've got to do this thing to activate his help or mm -hmm. unlock or deserve it yeah right so it's not like the straight old heresy that just says i will save myself right but i will do what i need to do in order to let god save me and that's still a heresy mm -hmm. it's attractive right so attractive and and sounds almost right and but, but really destructive <laughs> lethal right yeah right because then what's the question did i do enough mm -hmm. yeah did i do enough to get god then to do his bit um, was the cross enough? Right. I guess not. Um, what if I do the wrong things? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of what ifing. Right. Or, or worse, maybe actually you're buying into it and you're really comforted by it and you've just done some heroic deed, which is anything from helping an old lady across the road to literally selling everything you have. Still not right. enough. Right, because it's not, you, you missed the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's, a, there's, a, there's um, something in us that actually is attracted by it. That's why the false teaching or the heresy lands. Because mm -hmm. we love to be told, you got this. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's so, I mean, personally for me, it's so comforting to know, like, these are just the steps I need to, like, do, 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 yeah. do things I can do. And I know I either did them or did not do them. And it's very, yeah. like, did I pay my bill on time? Yes, I did. Did I, if I didn't, well, how do I make that right? How do I? Yeah, I totally, yeah. I mean, like I love an empty inbox on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's my day off. And, uh, you know, I just love that. Mm -hmm. Did I do my inbox? And we're really similar in that way, aren't we, <laughs> me and you? It's like, yep. did, have I done my job? Yes, the check, the check boxes. It's like, I think I actually took a picture of not my, my email inbox. That tends to not be zero. But there was one day I took a picture of my mm. inbox on my desk and it being oh. completely empty and oh, sent it the... to a friend. And I was like, don't be jealous. Look at this. The one here? <laughs> yeah. The, where we... I was like, there's nothing. There's nothing wow. in there. Nothing to no, no be dealt forms. with. No orange forms. No bills that need to be looked up for later or need have been paid but aren't entered. To me, that's a really encouraging thought because we we made all those forms bright colors mm -hmm. like, because, so that they wouldn't get lost in this that's sea right. of, uh, you know, of, of bills. And mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. And now that there, there's some lingering forms in there that are random yeah. things to look back on, but they're not to be done. So. And there always is. And there's the downside of this thing, right? Mm -hmm. There's always, there's always something. There's never perfection. Right. There's never achievement. Right. And we all know, Wow, I've gone from Radiohead to Pink Floyd. But like the, the, this uh, Dark Side of the Moon album, like mm -hmm. that sun is just going to come up and race around again. And right. the only difference between yesterday and, and tomorrow is you're older. Right. And I'm not going to quote well, the whole song. Well, some of us. Well, yeah, yeah you're not. You're not. You're permanently 26. <laughs> I had a stranger tell me they thought I was 26 uh, this week. And I and laughed. And hiding so behind hard. a shrubbery was the Reverend Canon Tracy Russell, <laughs> who'd been whispering... 
like ages into that. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the listeners' benefit, the in-joke is that when Tracy first got to know Nikki, got to know you. Mm-hmm. Well, I was actually 24 at the time, so it's even sillier. It's quite but, insulting then. But I just got frozen in time at 26 In her, her mind. Yeah. I, I never, I'm always 26. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So it's like... So, so now I'm 26 with 13 years experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. My, my face is like 60. Yeah, I'm, it's, uh, it, I think there's always this thing that we're going to just get on top of everything and manage everything, and that's a, that's a heresy, and mm-hmm. it's a burden, because right. we're not, and we know we're not. We know we're not getting any younger. We know we're not getting any smarter. We're not getting any better. We're not on top of everything. Right. We have let people down. Even if we're on top of everything now, we right. know when, that there's times when we've not been. Well, and the work will never be done. And honestly, I think most of us wouldn't know what to do if it were anyway, for a completely different reason. Yes, for sure. We, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Peter actually has, I think, in his mind in this letter, the idea that he's going to die soon, mm-hmm. actually be killed for his faith. Because he says in verse 15, I'll make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able to recall these things. Um, and he also talks in verse 14 about putting off his body, which will mm-hmm. be soon. So he means dying. Right. And, and later on in the letter, I think he's going to get into judgment and judgment day and that kind of thing as well. So very much in his mind is the idea that you know, the clock is ticking. And uh, therefore, there's a real urgency to finding out what the truth is and exposing liars mm-hmm. who burden people by saying, here's the latest thing that you have to do to make God love you. Right. Or you were really bad and you failed Mm-hmm. And so I guess you might as well give up because you're never going to get there. Right. I mean, those are actually not the same argument, but they're both wrong. Right. <laughs> uh, right. False prophets arose among the people. They'll be false teachers as well. I don't think they're quite the same, but they probably belong together. Right. They're, I mean, I, I, he doesn't tend to be as repetitive as Paul, Paul will sometimes right. be. So right. I imagine he, it's important that he separated them. Yeah. I mean, a prophet is someone who tells you what uh, you know, God's will is, what's going to happen. I think mm-hmm. in this context, it, it, it means author of scripture, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then teacher are the people actually bringing it to bear on, on our lives. Mm-hmm. So I guess you've got, I mean, this is really early doors, and he's called himself an apostle. Well, Jesus has made him one. So maybe he's talking about people who are basically writing false Bibles, mm-hmm. and then people who are spreading it. Ben will tell us in the sermon what the <laughs> <laughs> real truth is. Um, denying the master was Jesus who purchased you for free, right? Mm-hmm. Then bringing upon themselves swift destruction, that's an encouragement, mm-hmm. I guess. The, um, so is the themselves yeah. the prophets and teachers or the followers Whoa, or all of I, the above? I, I, hate it when you ask stuff like that. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think it means, I think it means the, on the, I think it means on, on the, um, on the people, the, the, the liars, yeah, on the actual false, yeah, the, false the false peddlers of the falsehood. But obviously by then analogy, we all, we all, we all go down with them. Yeah, because it's talking about the Denying the master who bought them. Yeah. The same thing. So the them and themselves are the same people. Right. But I can't totally tell whether the them is the prophets and teachers. Yeah. Or the people or all of the above. 
I, so I think, just looking at a little bit of notes here in, um, in some commentaries, that it looks like the, the primary view is that them is, is the false prophets okay. and the false teachers. But I think your, your point is that it would, it would certainly spread right, and then take everyone down. Mm -hmm. So it might as well be everybody. Right, because I'd imagine if you hang out with false teachers... You get false taught. <laughs> and, and you become a false disciple. Yeah, you know, totally. Because you spread, you know, when, you, when you're taught something, you spread it just naturally, yeah. whether it's didactically as a teacher yeah. or just in conversation. Like how, that's how false information and false facts get, yeah. get spread around. Is people like, oh, well, I heard. You and know. then it just goes around. Mm -hmm. and, and people say it with such confidence that mm -hmm. it's believed. Yep. Well, I think, I think you're right. And then in verse 2, the followers come in. Mm -hmm. So it's the same point. The followers follow them. Mm -hmm. um, many follow their sensuality, um, which is, is a funny word. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't just mean um, rude things. You'll be pleased to hear. Right. Um, but um, it, it is a funny word. It's aselgia, and it can mean filthy wantonness. Oh. So. <laughs> Just not erotic in this It can context. include it, apparently. Right. Um, definitely. But also it can include insolence. Oh, okay. As well. So, bad news for the diabetics out there. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. Thanks. <laughs> Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always good. <laughs> oh, thanks. There's, the, uh, there's someone holding up a sign here behind me that says audience laughs, right? No, it's not I'm always funny. good for those in the random 90s, early 2000s rock references. Totally. We've had Hadaway and Radiohead today. It's been a good day in the office. Um, many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus is the way and he is the truth. Mm -hmm. And uh, there'll be a blasphemy. And the, but the funny, attractive thing about the blasphemy is it, this isn't someone saying, oh, you know, GD mm -hmm. and, you know, OMG. Mm -hmm. This isn't that kind of verbal um, denouncing of God in that way. Right. Using Jesus Christ as a swear word. Right. The blasphemy is what, that the cross wasn't good enough and I, if I work hard, can, mm -hmm. can save myself. That's right. the blasphemy. So what looks like an honorable, noble, really serious mm -hmm. Christian pursuit of being holier right. is actually blasphemy. Right. Oh, that's, that would land, wouldn't it? It'll land some way. <laughs> yeah, well, it offends our pride. Mm -hmm. right? These false teachers are basically scratching an itch that we have, which is our longing to be mm -hmm. good, to do the right thing. Mm. Do you want to have a look at um, Matthew? Because I think it's... Sure. I don't know how much time Ben's going to have to go into to, uh, the gospel reading of the day as well, but we're just three verses in Second Peter. I think this goes really well. So uh, we're in Matthew, and Matthew is um, this... Like my Bible's got the words of Jesus in red, and we're just well in the like middle of piles of red here. Mm -hmm. um, if I read it out loud, can you give first thoughts? Sure, I can try. Cool. Matthew seven fifteen. Beware of false prophets 
who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Nope. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. This is the gospel of the Lord. There it is. Um, so, first reaction. So this is specifically talking about the the prophets, as opposed to the teachers. Yeah. But I don't know how much how specific it was intended to be. Yeah. If it was just describing between the two, but. The, it's, it's interesting because this is really talking to me, it seems like, about people who are within the group. Mm. Whereas the second Peter seems more like it's coming from without. This seems to be talking a lot more about coming from within. And that could be oh. just my own interpretation. Oh, no, I love these things when you say this. <laughs> um, you know, because it's talking, you know, yeah. maybe it's thinking of these things. It's like, well, you're in, you know. Because they're in sheep's clothing. They're in sheep's clothing. And mm-hmm. the idea of these fruits, I'm thinking of orchards that would like be together yeah. and, and it's like well it looks like this but then you can tell it's it's an imposter oh that's great i i think that's really good so these are people that we know and love mm-hmm. that worship with us mm-hmm. and the idea is that there could be a ravenous wolf in the congregation mm-hmm. or a rotten tree mm-hmm. in our orchard so how do we find them right yeah i think that's really good so so what he says is what? You will recognize them by their fruits. So in other words, what you do, how you're, how you, how, who you are manifests in what you do. Right. So let's have a look at what you do. Right. And it's not what you say. Right. And, and it can be really interesting because it can be really hard when it's part of your group and your community. It's like, well, I like you. So these are things mm. you do. You're likable. You're charismatic. Yeah. You're kind. And that's specifically what, you know, it seems like the Second Peter passage is talking about, you know, mm. being, yeah. you know, enticed uh into these because and they're secretly bringing in heresy and it's you know through sensual you know ways that these are things that uh, you like and you're yeah tempted and you can be blinded to the other things that are there and look past like well that mm. that fig kind of looks like a grape i think it's a little just a silly grape right like right. this those yeah, leaves it's kind be okay of, you know grape leaves and fig leaves don't look that different right like, and so you know if you're searching for the wrong thing yeah, and Jesus is saying you can recognize them, but the, the implication is that, that it will be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A great question is, what, what Christianness are you doing? Mm-hmm. So like we say to our kids, we're like, we just, just drum this into them all the time, right? Specifically into Hannah, right? You, so you meet a boy, What's your first question? Are you a Christian? What's your mm-hmm. second question? Where do you go to church? What's your mm-hmm. third question? Mm-hmm. What do you do there? Mm-hmm. And if the answer to any of those is, bye. Right. And that's really, really important. So what do you do? I mean, do you, oh yeah, yeah. No, I am a Christian. I do go to church. Okay, what do you do there? 
Well, I warm a pew, I backbite, I slander, I spread bile, mm-hmm. um, I complain about stuff. I draw rude drawings on the, com- on the comment cards. <laughs> draw rude. Yeah, we, get, we do get a lot of those, actually. I think of them as prophetic drawings, <laughs> like prophetic art. So you, you, you put them together at, after a sermon and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this one didn't right. land. That's, that's it. They really, really latched onto that sensuality word. <laughs> <laughs> in art, artistic yeah. form. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, well, yeah. I, I worked at a church in a, in a pretty rough area, and someone once came in, into the room while I was preaching and, and actually scrawled a phallus on the wall in the middle of my sermon. Wow. That was exciting. Yeah. And I called it a piece of prophetic art mm-hmm. to try and diffuse the situation. But we've never had that in Christchurch Fox Chapel. No. In all my time here. Well, who knows, but maybe, maybe this is a prophetic word. <laughs> well, certainly liven the place then we'll, up. Then we'll put a plaque next to it. Yeah, that's right. This, this filthy drawing was placed here during a sermon on, well, Ben will be preaching. It'll be up to him to deal with it, won't it? That's right. I, I just think that you've got this sense of the fact that you're gonna, we're all going to do something. We're all going <laughs> to manifest who we are. Mm-hmm. You can hide it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can, be, it can seem attractive, but give it long enough and it will show. Right. Autumn will come, the fruit mm-hmm. will come, you will bite into it, and then you will find. And Peter's kind of going there as well. Like a day is coming when this stuff gets revealed. Right. It's not yet. Um, so we just get glimpses right now of what's coming. And, and what's coming is this uh, delineation, this decision point, right? Are you in or out? Who are you? Right. And I know, you know, I think I've talked about, you know, struggling with perfectionism and actually going back to what we were mm. talking about before, where it's like you do all these things and that's what makes you the yeah. Christian. So these are sort of like the Matthew passage would be really hard for me because it's like, well, I messed up. And so I'm actually the bad fruit. I'm bad. Right. I'm bad and so, and yeah. so it's harder, you know, it can be really easy to be so binary mm. about it. And this seems to be very binary, but it's also the, well, we're all fallen and we all sin as yeah. well. And so what do you do out of that? Yes. You know, is yes. it? And so that's part of the fruit too. It's do you, brilliant. when you have conflict with your brother or sister, do you then continue to slander them afterward and like, well, they blah, blah, blah. Or do you go <laughs> to them and, you know, do the really hard thing and be like, you know, we had this thing and I'm really sorry and I would work on this or, mm. yeah. you know, and how, so it's not that you have to be perfect or you're bad fruit, but like, what does it look like and how does it go from there and how does it move? I love that. I'm really glad that Wolpe, um, the curate of Christchurch Fox Chapel, mm-hmm. as he then was. Emeritus. Emeritus. <laughs> <laughs> um, was, was saying in his sermon, we have to remember over and over and over again, there's justification, which is that big question, am I saved or not? Mm-hmm. And that's completely by grace. It's a, it is a binary thing. It's a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus does that for us. Um, and then am I sanctified? And that's grayscale, analog, you know, mm-hmm. one to a hundred. How much does it look like that's really true? Mm-hmm. Am I living out of the truth? Um, am I starting to bear fruit? And how big is the fruit? And how much fruit is there? And mm-hmm. what's it taste like? And, and then in terms of sanctification, we are a mixed bag, mm-hmm. weirdly. You know, we do good and bad. Right. Which is see above why we need Jesus. But right. we do good and bad. I really wish my thing wouldn't go bing. <laughs> um, I apologize. Yeah, the, I think there's that really important thing that we just have to keep drilling over and over again. Jesus right. saves me by grace, and it's a free gift. Right. And I have it. Right. 
I'm now going to respond and live this thing out. And I really hope that I have a good year. There's no way I'm going to have 365 good days. Right. And that's encouraging. But at least, my, at least the penalty of my bad days is nailed to the cross. Right. And at least, actually, the quality of my good days is immaterial. Right. It's not salvation. some sort of, you know, bean counting thing where you see yeah. how many are on this side of the scale and how many are on that side of the scale. Yeah, that's right. And it's like the monthly vestry figures and the capital reserve fund budget. Indeed. Isn't it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like recalibrating interest based on <laughs> a miscalculation a year and a half ago. Accounting, accounting error with the music interest fund. It's very similar. It's very, I think much, like probably, very much like our Lord Jesus. Very much like I think everyone, everyone will follow that illustration really Indeed. well. Indeed. Yeah. Well, there's no warpy, there's no crescendo, I don't think. Uh, but he does say in verse 20, thus you will recognize them by their fruits. And so I think the charge to the church is bear some fruit. Let's get our fruit on. Let's, mm -hmm. let's do some fruit bearing. Mm -hmm. Because this is an urgent time. And what we can have is really great assurance when we bear fruit. Like it eases our sense, mm -hmm. our confidence that I'm justified. The more sanctified I behave, Right. the more confident I am in the reality of my justification. It doesn't shift whether I am or not. Right. But it helps. Right. Me sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you who doesn't help me sleep at night. And uh, I'm sure that the listener has, has probably found themselves in the same place. Uh, and that is this uh, sort of small Colombian band that comes from time <laughs> to time. Noisy racket, they really uh, are. But... Um, Hey, I'm really glad that you could join us for this podcast. Uh, it's just wonderful to dig into scripture. Uh, if you're listening to this and you've ever thought to yourself, you know what I would really love? I would just love to be on the podcast. Well, just send us an email and we'll get you in. This has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon. <laughs>